So we were discussing the ability to be held legally accountable, to be held legally accountable for criminal acts and to be held legally accountable for delictual acts. So, so legal accountability falls under this broader concept of legal capacity. And what is it that we mean when we speak about legal capacity? So legal capacity essentially means the legal ability to carry rights and obligations. So you're a legal subject, you possess legal capacity because you as a natural person carry the ability uh, to possess rights and obligations, right? So even though all legal subjects, be it natural persons or juristic persons, all legal subjects have the ability to carry rights and obligations because that is the reason why they are legal subjects. Not all legal subjects have have equal capacity to participate in legal affairs, right? So sometimes a person's capacity or ability to participate in legal affairs will depend on, on factors such as how old is the particular natural person. So in order to make sense of this concept of legal capacity, you will see that the, the textbook groups him into four different uh categories and we've dealt with one category and that's the capacity to be accountable and now we're going to look at another category which is the capacity to act right so the capacity to act refers to the capacity to perform a valid juristic act and what is meant by this is that a a individual so a legal person a natural person uh to what extent do they have the capacity to perform an act which the law attaches at least some type of legal consequences to, right? So this capacity to act, like we had mentioned earlier, will be influenced by by factors such as the age of the particular person. So if you look at a natural person who is a major, so a major is, as we've established earlier, someone who is older than 18 years of age. So if someone is a major, then they would be, um, at least in theory, all majors would have full capacity to act, right? So they are adults, you are above the age of 18, all of you, and therefore you are all majors, and therefore you have, all have full capacity to act. However, you have to keep into account that sometimes the law places certain limitations on the ability of a uh, adult, a major adult, to participate in legal affairs. So if you think about it in the context of, of community of property, if a husband is upset with his wife and he wants to divorce her and sell the property, he cannot sell the property without the consent of his wife. So even though he has full capacity under the law because he's above 18, his capacity is being limited by the law in that instance, right? And in that instance, you will see that therefore he cannot exercise uh, his capacity without his ability to perform a juristic act without the permission of his spouse. So you'll also see that some majors, even though they're, they're now above the age of 18, uh, they still do not have full capacity to act. And the reason why they would not have full capacity to act is you'll have a situation perhaps where, heaven forbid, a, a friend has been in a car accident and now they are comatose and they don't understand what's going on around them or perhaps someone you know is suffering from mental illness and had a, a psychotic break and now they're unable to understand uh, what is happening uh, in their surroundings. And in those instances, we will see that even though the person is a, a major, so they're above the age of 18, because they are comatose, because they are suffering from insanity in that instance, 
they have absolutely no capacity to act, even though they are legal subjects, right? Now, a child under the age of seven in our law is considered uh, the legal word that we attach to that is infants. And any child under the age of seven has no capacity to act. So this person cannot enter into a juristic act, cannot conclude a contract, cannot um, purchase a bicycle, right? Because the child is under seven years of age and our law does not uh, recognize a infants as a natural person capable of entering into contracts, capable of performing juristic acts. But just because your six-year-old cannot purchase the bicycle, right, he cannot perform the legal act of purchasing the bicycle, it doesn't mean that he loses all legal rights, right? So, for instance, a parent can acquire ownership of a bicycle on behalf of a child, right? So, a legal guardian or a parent can sometimes perform certain acts on a child's behalf, right? Even though the child themselves cannot perform the juristic act, you will see the guardian will come to court and the guardian will perform a juristic act on behalf of the child, and in the case of insane persons, we'll see that the, the, the court-appointed curator, the person who is responsible for looking after the affairs of the insane person, would be possessed of the uh, legal ability to perform valid juristic acts in respect of that insane person's um, affairs, e even though the insane person themselves do not have the requisite capacity to act.